The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. This is a special podcast produced on-site at ShishMed Connections 2019 Annual Conference in Nashville as we talked with keynote speakers and session leaders direct from the show floor. And we are here with Kristen Plunkett, Senior Consultant at Fahrenheit 212, and Adam Rubin, Associate Partner, Head of Idea Development at Fahrenheit 212. Kristen and Adam are going to do a session entitled Future Signals, the 10 out-of-sector innovations you need to know about. Very excited to talk to both of you about this. Adam and Kristen, welcome. Can you give me a brief overview of your session? Sure, sure. Uh, so what we find is that uh, in the realm of innovation, it is often most helpful to study those things outside of your direct domain. So one of the things that we do is, or rather don't do, is specialize on any one particular sector or industry. Okay. So we can have a very broad view of the entire world and then laterally transfer ideas, insights, so we can find opportunities in one particular sector. So we're here at this conference and we're going to be speaking about healthcare, but we're going to be borrowing insights and ideas from outside of healthcare, if that makes sense. So really, you can take and learn from any organization, any industry is what you're saying. Arguably, that's one of the first places to look, because if you look at your peers around you, your direct competition or comparators, Mm -hmm. they're already doing things, you're going to do them too, and there's nothing new there. Okay, really interesting. So by looking at trends outside of your organization, out of, if you put it, out-of-sector innovations, you potentially can introduce something new that your competition isn't doing. Yeah, companies and sectors themselves are really stuck in bubbles, and uh, they mm-hmm. are kind of addicted to certain ways of doing things, Yeah, and they only know what they know, and mm-hmm. it's hard to tap the brakes and look around, um, okay. but, it's, but it's important. Right. Can you guys give me a couple of examples while we're sitting here? Sure. So one of the trends that we feel is super important and that is is coming for the healthcare sector is what we're calling data with discipline. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the tech industry, for example, and Facebook, Google, Amazon, um, and the backlash that they're now getting around how they're utilizing people's data, um, we believe that that's super important for healthcare to consider because arguably healthcare... um, hold some of the most sensitive data out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we're seeing is that people already understand the value of their data and they're starting to figure out that they can actually monetize and profit from that data. Um, And at the same time, they're becoming increasingly skeptical of what big companies are doing with their data. So what that means is that the healthcare sector is going to have to become increasingly transparent, give people more control over their data okay. and focus on privacy and, and actually protecting it. Right. So as most people have a Facebook page and they understand the privacy concerns of Facebook or other social media, if I'm looking at my healthcare institution, people are going to be expecting me to have these same privacy controls too. Totally. Is there another example you can share with us? Yeah, sure. One of the things that we're finding is that companies in many, many sectors Um, the most innovative ones are going beyond the traditional journey map of the Mm -hmm. customer or of the patient in the health world. 
people have been creating personas and journey maps for a long, long time. And what they tend to reveal are these moments of truth. They tend to reveal major moments that individuals have along their journey, interacting with an organization, buying a product, obtaining a service. Mm. And they fixate on the big problems. They okay. fixate on these major moments, right? Where there's a lot of money, a lot of investment, things that are very overt. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that increasingly there are moments in between the moments that really, really matter. And the most innovative companies are paying attention to those and then designing features or designing entire offerings around those. And those are very subtle offerings mm -hmm. or customer experiences or patient experiences that uh, are making a huge difference for people. So you look at look at a company like Delta. Okay. Like Delta, if you've flown Delta any time in the last year or so, you'll notice you don't just get the notifications of when it's time to check in, but you also get a notification saying, okay, your gate has changed, or your bag has been loaded onto the plane. <laughs> right, like a very small moment that previously you were just completely blind to as a traveler. But now they're letting you know and it's nice. It's, it's kind of nice to know that. There's mm -hmm. a sense of security because, what, are you going to arrive at your destination, you're going to get to Maui, right. and you're going to find out your bag's not there, yeah. right? But, but Delta's letting you know they're giving you the peace of mind, right? So this is an example we call a micro moment of truth. And, and companies that pay attention to these moments in between other moments, they can have an outsized impact on that emotional uh, a bond with the customer or the patient, a sense of trust, and just an overall better experience. Mm -hmm. I, I love how you put that, the moments in between other moments. That's mm -hmm. so cool and it really puts it into perspective. How can we pay attention to these trends and pick up on these moments of truth? Is it just upon us to just pay attention to our world around us and other advertising that we see? It it is up to us. I think it is up to us, Bill. I think I think ultimately you have to first. You have to know that there is something to be borrowed from one area mm -hmm. to, to the other. So right. I'm saying. So I'm wondering, is there a, yeah. there's not an actual exercise or a plan? What you're saying is, uh, it sounds like it's just you really have to be aware yeah. of other industries and really just paying attention. Well, and when you see something might affect you personally, going well, like you said. Hey, that's pretty cool. They just loaded my bag. How can I use that in my healthcare institution? Yeah, so so it definitely helps to just be aware of things. But when I said it's up to us, you don't have to be born intuitive or you know observant. Mm -hmm. right? There are methods, right. and we 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 train these methods inside of our firm, and we we train and we breed innovators. We don't have to be you know you don't have to be born insightful. Okay. We can we can train that we have methods to train it, and one of the ways you know that we are able to generate a whole set of fascinating out of out of sector observations, uh, innovations, trends to right. present at a conference like this. I mean, we could, we were able to do it before we had the content. We were able to sign up for this yeah. because there's a method. Yes, Kristen. I can expand on that. I yeah. think. It's a great exercise to just go out and get inspired and not be mm -hmm. afraid to look outside the sector for mm -hmm. inspiration. But also what we often do is go into that exercise with a very clear objective for what we're looking for. So, for example, um, I'm looking for a company that um, delivers a curated experience based on data to customers. Or I'm looking for a direct-to-consumer company um, that does X, Y, Z. So having that sort of formula for what you're searching for helps right. helps to narrow. Okay, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. So at Fahrenheit 212 then, how do you help organizations apply these trends to unlock value for an organization? Well, 
these trends are are our starting point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, our research produces insights, it produces trends. These are re- research findings, but then they're applied to ultimately a strategy. Okay. And then specific ideas of what to do next. Okay. Right? So if we were working with a hospital, and a hospital is trying to pick something generic, mm-hmm. like improve the patient experience. Sure. Okay. So we might look, and this is to Kristen's great point a moment ago, we might look at what companies in any sector have had like a disproportionate impact on, on their customer experience. And was it Verizon? Was it Disney? Was it Ikea? Mm-hmm. We could look at anything right. and we can stand back and we can study a whole set of things, understand, kind of deconstruct what they did. And when you do that enough, you can find the right mm, pieces right. to then transfer over to a client that we work with, and we can then tune it and tweak it in a way. And sometimes it's not just copy-paste, right? There's there's understanding the nuances sure. of what makes something work, and then you apply it. Of course, like working in healthcare, working with hospitals, it's very different than in other areas. I mean, it's most like financial services because of the regulation, because of um, sensitivity around data, to mm-hmm. also to Kristen's um, previous point. Right. So, you know, you... you, you, you uh, and that's why, you know, when we study um, healthcare, we do look at financial services because they are similar. So right. a lot of technologies and solutions that are actually born there can be transported over. And um, and that's what we just, we help them decide, really, in a, in a sentence, we help them decide what they should do among all of the things that they could do. Right. By studying the insights, trends from everywhere really cool okay so final question then uh, how can somebody start to apply this thinking to their own healthcare organization where, where should someone start with this type of a journey Kristen? so one practice that we follow is just divergence and convergence mm-hmm. so step one divergence not being afraid to just go and start searching online or or going out in the physical world and walking through really inspiring retail experiences or checking out technology blogs, just totally be freeing yourself of constraints and, and getting inspired. Yeah. And then coming back together with the group of people you're working with or you know with your team to really converge and pull out those patterns mm-hmm. and create clusters and start doing some of what Adam was just talking about. Yeah, I think that's really important that people maybe get out of their comfort zone and like you it sounds like you're saying open yourself to these new ideas and don't be so set in a box of we're in healthcare this is how we do it so what you're saying is step outside and think yeah hey i hate to use the term outside of the box it's so silly <laughs> it's so goofy i hate to use that term but it, it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying is open your mind to potential new uh, advertising techniques or marketing techniques or patient journey ideas that you can utilize at your own hospital or healthcare institution said so, so another way let yourself go wild okay right i, I mean if you're going to cook a great meal and you, you only have four ingredients in your pantry. I mean, your options are, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're cooking steak and you just need like salt and pepper, you know, I mean, you, you know. That's a good analogy, I you, like you, that. You, to have a repertoire and to have access to ingredients, that's critical. So diversity of sources, the, the, the concept of divergence is not just um, thinking out of the box. It's pushing yourself to generate a huge amount of options and not being afraid of things that are obvious, obviously stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? There, are so, there are many, many things and many amazing innovations in any sector that at one point were stupid. Or, you know, but now they're just ubiquitous. Right. And so you can't be afraid of that. You have to 
be open and have total, full, relaxed, free divergence. Right. And then you apply some evaluation criteria to converge, like Kristen said. Yeah, Kristen. Yeah, just one more point. Um, Personally, what I like to do is, you know, you're a consumer yourself and you're out in the world having these experiences. So Mm -hmm. when you you have an experience or see a product or, um, you know, receive a service that's really incredible, unpack it and figure out what it was about it that was meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from those moments. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's pretty easy for all of us to do. So, Adam, let me have you wrap this up then. What else should we know about this? What is a, another takeaway someone should have from listening to this and about your work that you do? Well, I think the, the big takeaway... I mean, if I had to land one, I think it would be Kristen's last point. I mean, I think it's incredibly important, and people don't do it often enough, and it's completely connected to the theme of our talk tomorrow. Um, the idea of looking outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, especially if you, if you spend many, many years inside of a particular company or a particular sector, it's incredibly easy and understandable to have blinders on, mm-hmm. to only know, think, you know, to only think in the terms right. and the context that you know. Yep. And it's just important to add diversity of sources of inspiration, insights, and ideas to your work. Right. And so if you are, you know, running a group or mm-hmm. uh, managing some team, budget some time, budget some resources to get your team outside mm-hmm. of your sector. Right. Um, we we take clients on what we call safaris, hmm. right? It's not unique to us or that sure. term, but conceptually it is the right metaphor. We go on a journey. Mm-hmm. We look around. We will move around cities. We'll travel sometimes to different countries to gain inspiration, and we'll look in all kinds of places. And, and at the beginning, our clients are often like, why are we doing this? What are, you, what are you taking us to? And at the end, they're hugging us with gratitude because right. they say, you've opened our eyes to things. And we did not know that there was something to be inspired by here. So I would say make time for the outside world yeah really important in your analogy of the cooking in the kitchen if you only have four ingredients what are you going to make but if you (laughs) right divergence if you go out and you get 15 or 20 ingredients think of what you can put together and what what a great experience you can build right for your consumer it's easy to not know what you're missing Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a, four ingredients. There are a lot of permutations there. You could cook a you know a dozen meals with that, right. but you know, it's you know you 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 at least give yourself a chance to you know break through to a new area with um, with you know some exploration. Right, and that breakthrough can be in the difference between you know your healthcare organization advancing in your marketplace or declining. So really important stuff. That's right, Adam and Kristen. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And if you were unable to attend ShishMed Connections 2019, you can access the session recordings by purchasing the virtual conference. Just visit shishmed.org slash virtual conference. And please join us at next year's conference, September 13th through the 16th, 2020, at the Hyatt Regency in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And to access our full podcast library for other topics of interest to you, visit shishmed.org slash podcasts. This is the ShishMed Podcast Rapid Insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm Bill Klaproth. As always, thanks for listening.